Welcome to the Contact Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Contact Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Jones. I just want to say right off the bat, before we get into anything else, just thank you. Not only for the likes, for the comments, if you're a subscriber on YouTube, not just for those things, yet I am thankful for those things. But when I created my Instagram page, my Facebook page, my TikTok, this podcast, I never expected it to get to a place where I, I am making legitimate um, relationships with people like friendships that like, I talk to a lot of you, a lot of you guys out there more than I talk to friends that I've had for years, more than I talk to certain family members. I made a post about it on my Instagram the other day, but I'm just so thankful for that. You guys really inspire me. You guys really encourage me. You guys really hold me accountable. You know, I've said from the beginning that the three things that I want to do is encourage people point to Jesus and build people's faith. And I never expected that to come full circle to where you guys are doing that for me. And so I just want to say, first of all, thank you for that, for the relationships that I've been able to make that you guys have really pushed me. You guys have really um, made me want to do better at not just being a, a podcaster, but with my social media page, you know, guys like Cody Truitt, guys like Charlie, guys like um, Justin from Be A Man Podcast, all these guys out there that are posting stuff and creating content, my brother-in-law, um, Cooper Ballinger, the the way that you guys are pushing me and one and and making me want to do better and to get better at this stuff because we as Christians we need that we need to be pushed a lot of times a lot of Christian content that comes out is corny and it's cheesy and I feel like the things that I'm seeing around me that the dudes are posting and hopefully the things that I'm posting aren't coming across as corny or cheap or just like half you know what so I'm just thankful for that and without you guys. Two people in particular, I wouldn't have this topic today. I feel like the Lord used two of you guys in particular, and I'm going to give you a shout out in a minute. Two of you guys inspired this episode today, and I've already reached out to both of you. So you guys already, if you're listening to this, you already know who you are. But I just want to say thank you. Um, the Lord has really blessed what we're doing here. And I said it on my Instagram the other day, what we're doing here is built. It's not bought. You know, I know there's a lot of people that pay for different things, advertisement, they pay for followers on their Instagram, they pay for listeners, they pay for whatever. But what we're doing here, it could take longer. It will take longer because we're building community. This is not bought, this is built. And so I'm very thankful for each and every one of you guys who rock with this podcast each and every week. You guys have really, really been an encouragement to me. And so I want to get that off my chest before we go any further. Um, but if you guys would do me a solid with all that being said, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and like the video. Go ahead and comment if you want to. Um, and that's one thing that I want to do too. I'm, I'm planning on having a guest next week. We shall see. But whenever I do the big three from here on out, if you guys want to, because I, I would, I want to interact with more of you guys more. Um, if you want to, whenever I do the big three questions, if you guys want to throw your answer to the questions in the comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, and I might do an episode down the road where I just kind of read some of your comments for the uh, for the what's up segment. 
I think that'd be kind of cool. It might be a fun if I can get enough people to do it. Um, you know, why not? So if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and do that for me. If you're listening to this on Apple, if you would scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll go past every single episode. And there is a option to where you can give the show five stars. And if you would, please do that. Four stars, five stars, whichever one you think it is. If you think it's less than four, don't even worry about it. I had some joker give me one star not too long ago. I don't know if it was because something I said convicted them or I don't know if they, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they had diarrhea or something. I don't know, but they gave me a one star and um, it's all good. I mean, it all balances out. The rest are all four and fives. And so um, what that does, and I've said it before on here is it pushes it out to more, to more eyeballs and to more ears. And we're trying to reach as many people as we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you guys can help me in that way um, by spreading the word about what we are doing here and what the Lord is doing. Cause the Lord is using this, this platform. The Lord is using this page. And um, I had more people reach out to me last week over the course of this, since last episode about the topic of confidence. And I'm really thankful for that because a lot of times when you're recording, especially a solo episode, you're not getting that affirmation of what you're saying. Is it making any sense? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, are your thoughts that are coming out, are they falling to where it's making sense to people? Or is it, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's hard when you're just kind of talking to myself right now, you know, I'm just sitting in a room by myself recording. So um, to know that the Lord has allowed me to go through these things and then be able to articulate them in a way that resonates with people. I'm very thankful for that. And I'm very encouraged for the ones that reached out. I had several people reach out. Like I said, more than ever that said they resonated with that topic of confidence, that topic of maybe falling in love more with the call than the calling. Um, than the, than the call, the one that gave you the call, I'm sorry. Cause I, I know that going through that spiritual warfare for me, losing confidence, like I was, it wasn't fun, but getting to the other side of that and I can look back at it. And now all these things that I have been through and that the Lord has allowed me to go through and, and get to the other side of them by the grace of God. Now, if I come in contact with somebody that's struggling with depression, if I come in contact with somebody that's dealing with anxiety, if I come in contact with somebody that's dealing with loss of their confidence, I can say, look, I've been there, right? I know what you're going through and this is what's up. This is what Satan's trying to do to you in this moment. We can't let him do it. And so I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to get the episode out and that it made sense and that it resonated with people. And I'm hoping that that's what will happen today. And so, like I said, there's, there's two people that inspired this episode. Well, before we get into that, let's go ahead and do what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So for my what's up this week, if you're following me on Instagram or on Facebook, I posted a Bible verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, which says, pray without ceasing. That was a verse that really um, hit me this week because a lot of times when I'm at work, most of the times when I'm at work, I'm either doing two things. I'm either listening to my AirPods, a podcast or some form of music, or I'm praying while my AirPods are charging. And so this week... I had a guy with me. I was training all week long and it was, you know, it threw me off of my routine because, you know, I'm not able to listen to my music. I'm not able to listen to, I use, I try to listen to a sermon every morning before I listen to anything else just to get my mind in the right place. And so I wasn't able to to do any of that because I got a guy, you know, that I'm training that doesn't know the job, doesn't know the route. And, and so having to, to go through all that and, you know, I didn't have any issue with him. He's a, he's a great guy. And we had, you know, 
a lot of laughs and stuff together. We talked about, you know, I was talking to uh, my wife about it that I said, uh, I think it was probably like Tuesday or Wednesday. I told him, I said, hopefully I'm not getting on your nerves talking about the things that I talk about all the time, because I said that literally the, the two things I talk about most are either Jesus and the Bible or something to do with my family. And um, we, we, talked about food. We talked about um, movies and stuff like that. But the majority of the things that I was speaking to him about was like biblical stuff. Or And so I told him, I said, you know, I don't want to sound like a Bible thumper, thumper, but it's like the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when you are filling your soul with these things, you can't help but speak on it. You can't help but um, it just flow naturally from you. And it's not even something that you have to work to be like, okay, I got to find situations to do this. It's just going to naturally come. And I'm thankful that the Lord has me in that spot because there was a time that I was like praying, Lord, give me um, situations like that and give me the words to say when they get there. And I was always a little bit nervous about that because I was like, gosh, if I get the opportunity to speak about Jesus to somebody, am I going to know what to say or this or that? But when you're in that situation, um, when you have that relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit just takes over and you just are like, it just flows naturally. It's just like a natural conversation. And so um, we had a great week riding together, but it really, it made it harder for me and it made it more intentional for me to find moments to do that. First Thessalonians 517, pray without ceasing. Um, and I had to just find moments in between where, where we weren't talking to where I can pray. Or if I got out of the truck, to do paperwork or whatever. And he stayed in the truck just to pray in those moments, you know, just to find any opportunity that I could to pray. And so this, it was challenging. I'm not going to lie because um, when you're having to think about describing to the guy, what we do day in and day out, you're just focused on that. And you can get to that place where you're like, okay, I'm just focused on that. And then you go through the whole day and you're like, Oh, crap, I haven't prayed at all today. You know, it's very easy to do. And, and Monday for me was like that. I was able to pray a little bit, um, but it was, it, I wasn't able to, to pray without ceasing like I wanted to do. And, and um, when I say that, you know, I don't just have a running dialogue constantly all day, you know, with God, but just little moments getting, you know, getting from point A to point B, Lord, thank you for giving me safe travel. You know, after I talked to my wife on the phone, Lord, thank you that you woke my wife up. You woke my kids up. You kept them safe while I've been gone at work, um, that you put a hedge of protection around my house, that you've kept my family safe, pray that you would continue to keep them safe while I'm gone. You know, just things like that. And so um, it was definitely a, um, a week to really be intentional about praying without ceasing. And so um, y'all pray for me because I'm going to have to go through the same thing this week because he's riding with me again. And so um, it, it really that verse really resonated with me big time because I'm like, okay, I have to find spots throughout the day, no matter what's going on, um, to cut away and to talk to Jesus. And, um, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. That's what we have to do. And, um, so like I said, you guys really, two of you guys in particular really inspired me for this episode. And so I want to give a shout out, first of all, to my guy, Cody Truitt. Um, he sent me just out of the blue. I don't remember what day it was this past week, but uh, we were talking back and forth about the episode um, because he was one of the ones that said that the episode resonated with him. And, and uh, he just sent me James chapter one, verses two through four. And then the next day, 
Miss Tammy, Miss Tammy Hand, shout out to her. She's a big fan of The Chosen. If you guys do not follow her, um, go follow Miss Tammy. She does like, I think she does it every week where she does an Instagram live where she does like prayer. She'll take prayer requests and she'll do different prayers and, and things like that. And um, we were talking back and forth because I had watched one of her last lives and she was talking about how she was a little bit discouraged. And so um, I messaged her about that. And then uh, she messaged me back. I'm not going to read the whole message, but at the end of it, it struck me. And then along with the verse that Cody sent me, I just felt like the Lord placed it on both of their hearts to say the things that they said to me for both of them th to kind of marry together and give me the topic for this episode this week. And she said, this is at the end of her message. She said, it's a hard road sometimes, isn't it? And she's talking about following Jesus. It's a hard road to follow Jesus sometimes to trust the Lord. And so <laughs> there's, there's not a, a more perfect verse to go along with that. I felt like then the verse that, that Cody sent me and it's James chapter one, verses two through four, it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We're going to jump around to a couple different places here. We're going to look at um, the last chapter in James, but I want to stay right here for a second because when you read this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. The first thing that stood out to me, because I really try to slowly read through scripture now, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to blow by anything. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. It doesn't say if. It doesn't say count it joy, count it all joy if you meet trials. It says when. So what does that mean? We should expect it. It's going to happen. Why? Because one of the primary tools that God uses to make us more like Christ is hardships, is struggles, are times that our faith is tested. If you turn over to Romans Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For those, who him, for, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So where it says conformed to the image of his son, that is what we are striving for in our life. That is where we are trying to get to be as close to Jesus as we possibly can, to be as close to the image of Jesus as we possibly can. And the only way that you can do that is through trials, through having your faith tested, through having those moments where you want to give up, having those moments where you say, I don't think I can do this. And then saying, okay, you know what? I need to renew my mind. Like it says in Romans chapter 12, talk to God get my mind right and be like, okay, Lord, I remember a time that you got me through this. I know that this is just a test to get me through and to build my faith and to grow me as an individual and to grow me to be more like Christ. I know that that's this, this is for, and we need to have those little reminders in our life. I have a little, a small tattoo on my arm of a black heart. It's just, it's, it's very small. It'd be kind of awkward to show it on camera because of where it's at on my arm, but it's just a little small heart and it's sideways. And the story behind that is when me and my wife first got together, 
I used to ride with my arm on the console and we would hold hands, you know, as we're driving down the road and she, I always keep pins in my car and she would always grab a pin and she would draw a little heart on my arm. And so after we got married, I went and I got that tattoo of the little black heart to remind me of, you know, her or whatever. Let's get, I don't want to get too sappy here, but, um, I just think that's so important because, you know, sometimes I even don't even think about that too. I, that tattoo, I forget about it. And the other day I said that to her, I'm like, Hey, you know, you remember my little heart tattoo? And she's like, I completely forgot about it. And I'm like, yeah, you remember how you used to draw, you know, a heart on my arm. And, you know, it, it got us to a place where we're, you know, we're talking about, yeah, remember this and remember that. And that's how we need to be in our walk with Christ. It's a relationship after all. So we need to remember those times where he has given us that tattoo, if you want to say, of a trial or a hardship or a time that he has helped us through a circumstance that we can go back to and say, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember how he got me through that. And now I'm on the other side of it, and now my faith is even stronger. God allows those bad days to happen to develop us spiritually. So what we need to do, and I heard a pastor say this, we don't need to focus on the pain. We need to focus on the purpose behind it. Because there's going to be times where you want to give up. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, I say it on here a lot, but I think it goes with what we're going to look at here in, in James as well. A righteous person falls seven times, but gets back up again. I love what Marty said whenever he was on the podcast that, so what qualifies a righteous person is just someone who gets back up again. And I, I want to kind of marry those, those thoughts together of getting back up again, but we're not alone in that process. A lot of times the way that God allows us to get back up again is he uses other people around us. And so going back to what I said at the very beginning, where I said, thank you to you guys for encouraging me. It takes those friendships, accountability partners. It takes those, those different things in our life that God uses. Those aren't just, just random connections. You know, if God allows you to connect with someone who is, who is of the same mindset of the same, uh, um, uh, what's the word I want to say? The same like, like mindness where you have that kingdom goal together, where you're trying to push kingdom, you do it together. This is this road is very lonely alone. And there are times like Miss Tammy said, where it's just hard to do where you just say, well, I don't, I just want to give up, but that's where other people could come alongside you and lift you up and pull you up. And if you go back to James chapter five, James chapter 5, verse 16, um, the latter part of that verse, it says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. We need to be praying for each other. The, the next verse says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Our prayers can be used in a mighty way just coming from a regular person, a regular place. That's the whole point of, of James writing about Elijah was a man just like us. He's referring to the story where Elijah literally prays for there to be no rain. That sounds like something that cannot be done, right? That sounds like th something that's crazy. But Elijah was just a common man. But the prayer of a righteous person, a prayer of someone who, like we said, what qualifies a righteous person? It's just someone that is seeking after the kingdom. Even though you might slip, you're going to get up. You're not going to stop. That's what a righteous person is. Someone who is seeking first the kingdom, seeking first the things of God. 
not giving up no matter the trial, understanding that the trial that you're going through, like we said a second ago, it's going to develop perseverance. It's going to, to make you want to keep going. It's going to make you want to bust through that wall. It's going to give you encouragement to bust through that next wall. And then in, in verse number 19 and 20, it says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings you back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of the sins. That's all about accountability. Even if you are going through something in life where you're backsliding and you have that person that's praying for you, and they're able to, by the grace of God, encourage you enough to bring you back to, to allow you to check yourself. We all need that. We need those friendships in our lives that we can say, we can go to that person and say, Hey, am I doing something wrong here? Or, or even have the mindset too of being humble enough to take it when somebody is saying that to you, the, the hard truths. You know, my wife is someone that does that for me <laughs> a lot of times. And a lot of you guys that are married out there, you can probably say the same thing that your wife is, She's not going to hold any punches, right? And that's a good thing. We, we need that. We need that in our lives. We need that accountability. God uses those, those godly individuals around us, those godly connections around us um, to bless us. And, and that's just the whole point of building community, to lift each other up, to not let somebody fall by the wayside. The, the latter part of verse 4 says, um, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We need each other with us. We need each other, uh, uh, the community alongside each other. So that I, th I feel like that's a part of it. That's a part of that lacking in nothing. The story where Jesus feeds the 5,000, what does he do? After he feeds everyone and after, after everyone's had their fill, what does he do with the disciples? He sends them out. He says, go gather up the remaining fragments that nothing may be lost. There's several times throughout the gospel of John, I've really been going through John a lot lately, where Jesus says something to that effect. Nothing can be lost. Jesus doesn't let things just go by the wayside. He uses every single thing. And so I know for me personally, there, there are, and I've admitted it to you guys, you know, several times before that there is moments where I just want to give up. There's moments where I'm almost like, okay, God, just stop what I'm doing. You know, allow Satan to, to hold me up. Allow Satan to get into my mind where I just want to quit. You know, allow somebody to say something to me on social media that just gets me so discouraged that I just say, forget it, I'm done. There's times when it's like that because it's not easy. It's a hard road. When you look at the disciples in John chapter 6, when Jesus is... is kind of laying out, I am the bread of life. He gets into some weird, from a human mindset, ideas of talking about, you have to eat my flesh and you have to drink my blood. These almost cannibalistic ideas. But Jesus is talking from a spiritual mindset, right? And these these people that he's speaking to, they're, they're like, what is going on? Even his disciples in um, John chapter six are, are like, this is hard to, this is hard to take. This is hard to understand. We don't know what you're talking about. And scripture says that many of his disciples turned away and they left. And the 12, Jesus turns to them and he's like, do you guys want to leave too? Are y'all ready to go too? 
And Peter steps up and he says, where are we going to go? You hold salvation. You hold the words of eternal life. And that's kind of the mindset that we need to have when we have those moments where we feel like this might be too hard. Where else are we going to go? Because how else, how are you going to live after tasting and seeing that the Lord is good? How can you go through moments where you see God has done something in your life and then just go back to whatever you were in before? How can you do that? How is that living? I go back to my, my verse of the year, Galatians 6, 9, never grow weary in doing good. And I want to read those two verses, 9 and 10. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Verse 10, it says, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are the household of faith. And so it, it all just ties together the, we're not in this alone. We need people around us. Don't get in that mindset of, oh, I, it's me against the world. Don't get in that mindset of, oh, I can just do this by myself. I have the Holy Spirit inside me. It's just me and Jesus against everyone. Like you plus Jesus is a majority. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times that's what Jesus uses to, to bring forth revival, to bring forth a movement to, is he uses people. And I know personally for me, I don't want to miss those opportunities to where I could have connected with someone. And through that connection, maybe we could point somebody else to Christ. You know, it takes a village as they say, you know, um, and so I think that that's really good about that verse is those, those times where you feel like giving up, we got to be patient. You know, how it says in there at due time, if we do not give up. So, you know, at the proper time, the harvest will come if we're patient. We just have to trust and believe that it's, it's hard to do. It's so hard to do at times because you could be going for so long and you're not seeing anything. And you're thinking, what is the deal? I am trying to do everything for Christ. I'm not seeing any fruit from it. In due season, you will reap if you do not give up. My verse of the year. Uh, and then also I heard a pastor say this. He was actually preaching on this verse. He says, keep sowing. There is an appropriate seasonal time for the purpose of development between sowing and reaping. It's all about God's timing. We have to look at the end game of things. We can't just be so fixated. And I think that that's one thing that is so <sighs> tough about this day and age is such a popcorn society. Everything has to be done right now. Boom, 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 right now. And if it doesn't, on to the next. And I think that is one of the things that Satan is using is that social media lore of you get on there and you see this person having su success and that person having success, but you didn't see what it took for that person to get there, right? So every once in a while, they might post, okay, this is how it started. This is where it's at, right? But we want that immediate, I want it right now, right? But personally for me, as I go through these trials, as I go through the different pitfalls, the different spiritual warfares that I've been able to go through, had the Lord allowed me to, to take a step from one to 10 and not allow me to get up to step number two, before I get to step number three, I'm facing a trial, I'm facing a tribulation, I'm facing 
okay, maybe I, I, you know, I think I want to quit already. For the first trial, you're ready to quit, right? And getting through that and then being able to help somebody else and then saying, okay, I'm stronger now. Okay, now I'm ready for step number three. All right, going through step number three. Okay, now I'm up to step number four, up another trial. Versus just going from one to 10 and then you get to 10 and you have more eyeballs on you. You feel more pressure. You feel more of a fraud because wait, how did I get here so quickly? And then you're not battle tested. You haven't faced trials of various kind to where your faith has developed to that steadfast, steadfastness. Everything that you're facing in life is for a reason. So that's just the main point that I want to push today is just to stay encouraged. Don't give up because like the disciple says, where else are you going to go? And I want to share this, this story with you guys real quick. And then we're going to get out of here. I wonder, have any of y'all ever heard of Polycarp? It's, uh, I never heard of him until recently. He was a, uh, he was the Bishop of Smyrna and Polycarp. He was actually a, uh, he was ordained by the apostle John. And, um, I believe in the research that I found, he was also taught. He was like an apostle um, and he was around um, Paul a lot too. So John and Paul. And so anyway, he, um, from the beginning of time, Satan has, has tried to push Jesus away, tried to push God away, tried to push the things of the father away as far as he can from human beings mind. Right. And so there's always going to be um, that aspect of the world is going to be trying to cut down the things of Jesus. And so Polycarp was the Bishop of Smyrna and the, the, the Romans are trying to get rid of the Christians. Right. And so the, the, to make a long story short, the, the Roman guards come to take Polycarp um, and they tell him, you know, we're you're under arrest for being a Christian at that time, they were taking Christians to to the uh, arenas and they were feeding them to animals, feeding them to these beasts. And um, so basically that was going to be the end for Polycarp. Polycarp is 86 years old at this time. So the guards come to get him and he's like, you know, I'm not going to fight you guys over it. There was a time where he was kind of in hiding, where he was trying to get to different places and hide. And, and they were it got to the point where people were being tormented and persecuted and because they were saying, you know, we want, we're trying to get to this dude. And so finally he's like, you know, God has put me in this, this moment for a reason. There's something that has to be done through them trying so hard to get to me. And so finally he, he just gives up and he says, you know what, I'm going to go with you. Um, and, but he asks, you know, before you guys take me away, can you guys let me pray for an hour? And they're like, yeah, you know, you're 86 years old. You know, we really don't want to hurt an old man. You know, this is what the guards were thinking. And, and so he's like, okay, well, you know, let me pray for an hour. And so he goes and he prays for an hour. And the prayer is so strong that in the process of that hour, several of the guards were convicted. And they're like, wait, what we're doing isn't right here. You know, we don't, we don't need to be doing this. And so that one hour prayer turned into two hours. And they let him pray for that extra hour. So finally he gets done after two hours of praying and he gets up and he goes to him and they're like, look, we don't want to have to do this. You know, we're, we, we were convicted in this moment. You know, what we're doing is not right. We don't want to do it. 
Um, we have to take you, but just go along with whatever they want you to do. You don't even have to believe it, but just say that you go along with it because they're going to kill you otherwise. And he's like, I'm not going to turn my back on Jesus. And they're like, dude, just listen to us. You know, you're going to die if you don't. And he basically says what the disciple says, where else am I going to go? If I denounce Jesus as Lord, how can I live after that? Where am I going to go? So they take him to the arena and the Romans are really kind of making more of a spectacle of him. And, and, you know, they're like, Hey, if you denounce Jesus, you know, we're going to let you go. We're not going to kill you. And basically he's like, you know, I'm not going to do it. And at this time, the original atheists were Christians. The Romans were calling Christians at that time atheists because they weren't going along with their gods. And so you had the Christians on one side of the arena and you had the Romans on the other. And they told Polycarp, they said, face the Christians. Well, they told him, face the atheists and tell them they need to get out of Rome. And Polycarp flips the script on them. He turns to the Romans and he says, you atheists need to get out of Rome. Obviously, that did not make them too happy. And so they said, you know what? We're going to feed you to the animals. But well, the guy came forward who was the keeper of the animals. And he's like, you know what? We can't do it. Um, the animals are too full. We've been feeding Christians to them all day. You know, they're, uh, they're full. They can't, they can't take anymore. And so they're like, all right, we'll just burn him to death. And so they bring out this, this big, you know, this stake and stuff. And they put the, the stuff on there that they're going to use to burn him. And um, usually what they would do is they would put them on this post and they would nail their hands onto this post. So when they light the fire, they can't run off. And so as he gets on there willingly, he tells them, you don't got to nail my hands down because the same spirit that's given me the boldness to do the things that I've done up to this point reminded he's 86 years old. He says the same spirit that has allowed me to do everything that I've been able to do is going to keep me from leaving what you guys are trying to do to me. I'm not going to fight it. And so they're like, okay. So they start the fire. And as they start the fire, usually, you know, with, with a burning body, that's what you're going to smell, a burning body. Well, they said that when the, the fire was lit, there was a smell, like a sweet smell in the air, almost like bread being baked or something. And everyone in the arena heard a loud voice that said, show yourself a man, Polycarp. And so Polycarp is saying, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm willing to die for my faith in Jesus Christ. I will not denounce you. So as the fire is being lit, they're waiting, obviously, to hear the screams from him. And they said to, to I'm not really sure how to explain it from the, the stories that I read and from what I heard. But basically, there was almost kind of like a protective barrier around him to where the flames were just kind of going up around him. But he was not being consumed by the fire. He wasn't being burned. He wasn't dying. He's just standing in there in the fire. And so after a couple seconds, you know, the Romans are kind of getting freaked out. And so they take a spear and they just spear him right in the heart. And when they pull that out, they said there was so much blood that it put extinguished the fire. And with a story like that, it really puts into perspective for us 
we're not facing those types of trials in our own lives. We're facing, oh, I hope somebody doesn't be mean to me on Instagram. Oh, I'm hoping that somebody doesn't be mean to me on YouTube. 86-year-old Polycarp was facing the ultimate price in terms of losing his life. And he says, I'm going, no matter the cost, I'm going to continue to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord. I'm not going to denounce Jesus because where else am I going to go? What am I going to do? How can I go on living if I denounce the one that's given me eternal life? And so when things like that happen, when Jesus dies on the cross, Satan has that, that moment where he thinks he had won. But that was actually our victory. The, the, the keys of life, the, I mean, I'm sorry, the keys of death were snatched by Jesus. He resurrected, giving us the opportunity if we invite him into our heart, if we accept him as our Lord and Savior for eternal life. Whenever there is a moment like that, like Jesus dying on the cross, like Peter being killed, like the, the various disciples who were killed, James being killed with the, the sword, you know, Paul being stoned multiple times. Stephen being killed. They think Satan uh, uh, puts it in these, these people's minds. He allows them to think that it's over because of that one person. Even you look at Lazarus. After Jesus raises him from the dead, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're wanting to kill Lazarus just as much as Jesus because Lazarus is proof of who Jesus is. They've got to get rid of anything that has to do with this false prophet, right? Their words. But what that does, the death of Polycarp, do you think that that made his church just evaporate? No. It makes you, you stronger because you say, okay, my leader, the person that we're following, the person that is telling us about Christ was willing to lay down his life for this. Had Polycarp said, okay, I denounce Jesus, how's he going to return back to his, his church and be like, all right, guys, uh, you know, this Sunday we're talking about, they're going to be like, dude, you just denounced Jesus so you could stay, you know, save your own skin. Literally. So I think it's just Satan thinks that he has these moments of victory in his mind, but all it does is just make those around Polycarp it makes Jesus' disciples willing to die for it. It makes those around seeing that someone says, okay, what this is is so powerful, it's worth dying for. It strengthens those around you, those around that, that event's faith. It just strengthens it. And so I just want to leave you with that. Do not give up. Keep pushing. I feel like here recently, the last couple of episodes, that kind of has been the mindset of that, that don't give up. Keep going, keep striving, keep pushing for the kingdom. Um, and I think that that is, is, I'm speaking to myself there a lot of times too. A lot of times God convicting me with these things that I'm coming to you guys with. Um, don't stop, keep going. Don't despise the day of, of small beginnings. Because it's all going to be worth it in the end. Even if you don't see the fruits of it in this lifetime, you're going to see those fruits in eternity which is where we need to be laying up for ourselves treasures for anyway. 
Like it says in the word, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. Hopefully what I said made sense today. I feel it's um, kind of to take you guys into my head real quick before we get out of here. A lot of times when I'm recording an episode, I'm like, does it even make sense what I'm saying in this moment? Like it, I'm thinking that as I'm speaking it. And whenever I, you know, have somebody like if I'm interviewing somebody or if I have somebody else on here, I'm like, do, do the way that I'm wording things or the way that I think that I look in this moment, is that actually how I'm looking or how I'm sounding? And then I go back and listen to it and I'm like, I sounded a lot different than I thought in my head. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's always interesting. So I'm, I'm interested to go back and listen to this one personally myself um, because I was having those thoughts as I was saying it. I was having those thoughts of, is is this making sense what I'm saying? You know, so I'm, I'm a little bit interested to uh, go back and listen to it and see if, see if it made sense. But hopefully... If you've made it this far, it was a, a blessing and a source of encouragement to you. And I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for the friendships that I've been able to make with you guys, the connections that I've been able to make with you guys. And let's just keep keep striving, keep pushing, um, keep building more and more of that community because it truly does take a village and it takes each and every one of us building each other up. I'm encouraged every day when I see you guys posting Bible verses. And that's one thing that has been so cool to see the amount of of people who posted the Bible verses for the hat. Um, you know, I think it just in the first two weeks, and by the way, um, this is the final week for the hat giveaway. In the first two weeks, there was like 150, you know, people trying to get the hat or something like that. And so it really just, it blew my mind to see that the Lord allowed it to reach that many people. And that's 150 people, some of them doing it multiple times. And I posted as many as I could in my story on Instagram, but that's a lot of people sharing a Bible verse, sharing a scripture in their Instagram story, on their Facebook story. And so it's just, I love it. I love it. And I'm thankful for it. And we got one more week of it. And uh, week one was actually, ironically, my guy, Cody Truitt. And then uh, week two was... Um, Caleb Fields. So shout out to you two guys. We got to get a, a female to win hat number three. You guys, you girls need to step up and uh, start sharing, sharing some scripture. But um, Landry did uh, the, the week one pick. He, he drew the name out of the hat and then Foster did week two. And then Finley, my eight year old is going to, is going to draw the name for week number three. So um, a lot of, a lot of exciting things going on right now. The Lord's really, really, putting a lot on my heart and on my mind. I know I've done several solo episodes in a row, but I just feel um, heavily like this is where the Lord wants me right now. I've had several people reach out to me and be like, Hey man, or, or did you not want to connect to uh, for me to come on the podcast and this and that? Cause I've had several people that I've, I've rescheduled with them because I've just not felt a peace in my spirit about having anybody on. Um, I've just felt like there's something inside me that the Lord has just for me to talk about to maybe it's just one person right now. Maybe you're listening right now and something that was said resonated with you. Um, but I'm planning and I'm praying um, that I'm going to have a guest on next week. But if you guys would pray, pray for me and alongside me and with me about this, this episode or this season, this series, 
I don't even know what it's going to be, dude. I really don't. I don't know if it's going to be just one episode. I don't know if it's going to be three or four about who is Jesus. And um, I had several people reach out and say that they want to help me with it. And I've had several people reach out, give me book recommendations and things like that. Um, And I appreciate that very much. And I'm going to take some of that stuff into consideration. But this, um, I feel like the Lord has put on my heart. I feel like he's given me, I've got the outline for who is Jesus. Um, but I'm just kind of praying over it because it's, it's, it's a very weighty topic to discuss. And I do not take it lightly to step forward and say, I'm going to tell you about the son of God. I'm going to tell you about who the son of God is. I don't feel worthy of it, you know, and I don't feel like I can get any part of it wrong because it's, it's the most important topic that I can discuss. And I don't want when it comes out to, for any of it to be outside of what the Holy spirit would have me to say in that moment. And I know that the Holy spirit's going to guide because it's been, this whole podcast has been spirit driven and spirit led, but I just want to make sure that it's the, best that it could possibly be because I want to offer up the best that I can for God, especially when I'm trying to come forward with, with facts or truths about his son. Um, and so if you guys would pray with me about that, I would greatly appreciate it. And so with all that being said, thank you guys for taking the time. Thank you again for all the, uh, the comments about last week, everyone who reached out, um, it really encouraged me and it really, um, highlighted the fact to me that God is using what what's going on here. And, you know, I knew, I knew that he was beforehand, but it, it's always nice to kind of get that, that little encouragement boost. And so that's all that I got for you guys. I love each, each and every one of you. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I'm praying for each and every one of you with all that being said, Lord willing, same time next week. Don't know. Might have a guest might not. We'll see what we we'll see what happens. So God bless you guys. Have a great week.